Blog Talk Radio. Do you solemnly swear that you will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that you will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that you would take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which you are about to enter, so help you God. Congratulations, you're now members of the 114th Congress. The incredible opportunity of the American dream. What has enabled millions of people from all over the world to come to America with nothing and to achieve anything. And then the American exceptionalism that has made this nation a clarion voice for freedom in the world, a shining city on a hill. That's the promise of America. That is what makes this nation an indispensable nation, a unique nation in the history of the world. And yet so many fear that that promise is today unattainable. So many fear it is slipping away from our hands. I want to talk to you this morning about reigniting the promise of America. 240 years ago, on this very day, a 38-year-old lawyer, Patrick Henry, stood up just 100 miles from here in Richmond, Virginia, and said, give me liberty or give me death. I believe in you. I believe in the power of millions of courageous conservatives rising up to reignite the promise of America. And that is why today I'm announcing that I'm running for President of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to AJC Radio, where you have arrived at Spotlight on Capitol Hill. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Lamont Banks, along with Lisa Stewart, Dennis Merritt, uh, and Jeanette Williams. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you were wondering, perhaps, if you arrived at a Hollywood production, a New York City Broadway show, I can guarantee you right now, we're doing a little better than that. Tonight, Spotlight on Capitol Hill, we highlight Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, a gentleman that believes in hope for America, and we're just getting started. Pull out the flags. AJC goes to the nation's capital as we get ready for Spotlight on Capitol Hill. Hang on.
And ladies and gentlemen, great to have you and all the folks in America that's decided to spend a little time with AJC Radio. We welcome you tonight. And uh, folks, uh, I'll tell you right now, if this is your first experience on Spotlight on Capitol Hill, you're in for a humdinger. Because I'll tell you right now, there are folks in Washington, D.C. that are doing some things that is, that is moving a nation. And I'll tell you right now, Senator Ted Cruz is no... Uh, uh, exception to that rule, he brings with him a love and a sincere uh, respect for the Constitution of the United States, and they call him an advocate for the Constitution. And uh, Lisa, before we get uh, started in this night, would you give us our disclaimer, please? Absolutely. We want to remind everyone that we are not attorneys and that a just cause does not provide any legal advice. You want to contact your own personal legal advisor for your legal needs. Also, the opinions expressed by callers and guests do not necessarily reflect that of a just cause. And as always, we want to thank you for taking a little time to tune in and spend time with us this evening. All right, and thank you for that, Lisa. And uh, Dennis, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine and glad to be on the show. All right, Jeanette, how are you as you come from the honeycomb patch uh, and join the AJC Radio panel tonight? How are things going? Just great, Lamont. Thanks All for right, asking. good deal. And Cliff is off tonight. And folks, I'll tell you right now, uh, we said it before, summer approaches its end I suggest you grab a glass of lemonade, perhaps some watermelon fruit uh, cups, and maybe some good old-fashioned barbecue as we get ready to sit down and dine at the nation's capital with one of the best, I believe, uh, and a newly, Lisa, a newly elected uh, senator, not there that long. Yeah, he's just been there a couple of years. And I'll tell you right now, uh, Senator Ted Cruz, you don't have to wonder what he's thinking. He's going to tell you right out what's going on and what's on his mind. And I'll tell you, uh, as I have had an opportunity to research the senator, uh, Lisa, as you've had an opportunity, as well as myself and the panel here, we got some good things coming from Mr. Cruz. And uh, Senator Cruz, excuse me, uh, Senator, uh, what are your thoughts on Ted Cruz, Lisa? Well, I think uh, the stand that he takes for the Constitution, I think, is a monumental thing. He stands very firmly on our constitutional rights and believes that the Constitution be, Constitution should be respected and honored and everyone should have their constitutional rights. Absolutely. Which I think is a, an important factor for us because we've been looking at the constitutional rights that have been violated of the IRP-6 since we started this. And a lot of people just act like the Constitution, yeah, it's there, but we don't have to, we don't have to ensure that your rights are, are protected. We need somebody to protect those rights. The people's constitutional rights are not constantly being violated. No, absolutely. Jeanette, as, as we again talk about that, uh, and I say this to folks as, uh, Jeanette, you're a mother, uh, how important is it that the Constitution be protected, not only for ourselves, but our children and our children's children? How important is that to have someone like Terry Groves at least pushing uh, for that mission? Oh, that's so important. I mean, I 100% agree with you, Lamont. That is just, that. I, what I like about him is more so than the Constitution, even the the fact that he's grounded on what this country was founded on, sure. his faith, uh, all of that. It just is just over the top. I love it. Absolutely. And Dennis, uh, as a former military uh, uh, champion, if you will, uh, in this uh, in the armed services here in the United States, uh, Senator Cruz uh, definitely in in, uh, in in support of our of our troops. Uh, as a former soldier and an and a honored uh, veteran, uh, how does that make you feel after doing what you've done for this country as well? Hey, that makes me feel great. Uh, we, we, we need somebody in office that's going to start taking care of our veterans and, and taking care of our service members who give their lives each and every day for this country. So 
Hey, I think it's going to be an awesome thing if we get even off. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that comes from one of the best uh, when we talk about <laughs> the military. And, uh, and Dennis, I, I say thank you for your service and what you gave for this country. Uh, you know, there's not too many times I can go to Walmart or Walgreens or wherever I may be shopping, and if I see a soldier in uniform, I feel the need to stop. Uh, and say thank you. And I think uh, I want to say that to you, Dennis, on the air tonight. Thank you for your service. Appreciate and, it. And uh, your contribution. And to all the veterans out there uh, that have given uh, uh, the sacrifices, if you will. Uh, my father was a, was, a, was a veteran as well, a, a soldier for 20 and a half years. Uh, I got a great deal of respect for that. And I believe Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz, uh, falls right along that line. He is concerned about the protection of America, the safety of America. He is concerned about keeping America great, and whatever we have lost along the way, rebuilding that. And uh, I tell you what, man, I'm pumped up, and I told the studio about a month ago that we needed some patriotic flags everywhere on Spotlight on Capitol Hill Thursday, and hopefully they'll get the message tonight. Uh, As we get ready to go, we're going to go to some current news right now, but hang on to your seats, folks. We will be coming back. Uh, Tonight is all about uh, Senator uh, Ted Cruz and presidential candidate. We're going to dig into all of that, and I'll tell you what, the purpose of Spotlight on Capitol Hill, Lisa, as we have said before, is for one thing, and that is to shine the light on what Congress is doing. There are people in Congress that care. They are doing something. And are doing something, and uh, this is going to be exciting. I'm I'm very excited, and I guarantee you folks it's not the five-hour energy. Because I don't have one uh, <laughs> tonight. Uh, I got to, a Red Bull, Mont. You want one? <laughs> we're good to go. I think I'm hyped up about America right now, and uh, I think this all gets better and better. And before we get started, Lisa, uh, Dennis, and Jeanette, we dedicate this program, as every program, to the IRP6, and those are six IT professionals who were wrongfully convicted, and without them, this show and this organization does not exist, other than the fact we seek for justice. Uh, for these men. And the RP6 are David Banks, Dave Zapolo, Kendrick Barnes, Clint Stewart, Demetrius Hopper, and Gary Walker. And uh, again, this show is dedicated, and all the shows are dedicated to the RP6 as we fight for justice for these men. Uh, some current news we want to get into right now. Dennis, uh, there's some strange things happening. I be- is this Texas again? <laughs> yes, this is Texas. You know, I got I to gotta cue my, my sound guy to bring in. He knows what happens when we talk about Texas. And I'll tell you what, you start to begin to wonder uh, what is going on down there in Texas. Uh, it looks like they're out of control. I mean, when you, when you have someone uh, walking and actually standing still. Hang on, Dennis. That, that's the cue, Dennis. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on there. Standing still. Stand by, folks. All right. But you got somebody standing still with their hands in the air, yeah. and they, they're assumed a threat and uh, get shot and killed. Uh, uh, there's something wrong with that. I don't care how well, you put it. Uh, they, they they were saying in this story, this is Texas police study, a second video to see a shoot victim held night by Michael Martinez. And, and what the story is talking about is how this 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 person, this this so-called uh, knife wielding uh, killer. Got shot by police when he was just standing still with his hand in the air. And maybe he did have a knife, but I don't believe that uh, they needed to take that excessive force uh, to, to put him well, under control. I'll tell you right now, which doesn't make a lot of sense about that, Dennis, is what you said. If the gentleman has his hands up, Thank he you. is not lunging towards the officer. Exactly. That's right. He is not a threat. It's, for instance, if, you, if you're armed and the cop says, hold your hands up, and you have a gun in your hand... 
you're not a threat. It's exactly. not pointing at him. Because I'm holding up, I'm saying I surrender, I'm showing you my weapon so you don't kill me. Right. He shot him dead anyway. Shot him dead. And hold up. Now, this uh, they also said both officers shot at this man. They won't say how many times they shot, but both officers shot at this man. One of them attempted to tase him, but wasn't at close enough range for the taser to, to impact the man. So explain to me how it is that you're in danger. You're feeling in danger for your life. You think this man's uh, uh, gonna be gonna hurt you in some way, but your taser cannot reach him. Right. I, I just don't yep. get it. It looks like to me, it, it's all about instead of maiming. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps and the Army. We were taught to maim. You know, bring them to a position that you can take control of the situation without the least amount of force necessary. It looks like the police officers are doing just the just the opposite. It's the most amount of force. So let's start with deadly force. Well, if we, we happen to not kill them, well, then uh, we'll, we'll use some lesser force. Well, well I said this before. Uh, what happened to tasers and pepper spray? Uh, I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, that is supposed to be the, de- the deterring factor. And when we fail to use that, then we the question is remains that uh, the intent to kill is here. In the case with Michael Brown, we know that story. The man is shot in the back with eight warning shots uh, to get down. Uh, what happens to Michael Brown is when they ask the officer, where was your belt, of your taser, your pepper spray, your deterring tools, if you will, from taking a life? He said, I didn't feel like putting it on that morning. Wow. Wow. That means, point blank, you went with the intent, faced with confrontation, your intent was to kill. Exactly. That's I agree. Right. So your failure to act and do follow protocol cost a man his life. Exactly. And that's, that's ladies and gentlemen, is what is absolutely uh, unacceptable. And uh, these are things that continue to go on in our country. Uh, they continue to... Uh, haunt America and bring us back to a place that's not good. Uh, and again, it, 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 quite a few things seem to be happening down in Texas. You know? And you know what, Lamont, I'm just going to say this. If there was a knife, that would have been all over the, the headline. Not, we believe there was a knife. You know well, what I mean? If they found a knife, why can't you disclose whether or not you found a knife? Because you didn't find a knife. Well, the issue is, is that... Uh, if, you, if the fact is that we believe and we are saying there's a possibility that a knife was present, it tells me that I'm not in danger. Right? Exactly. If we're not sure it's a knife, that tells me I'm not in danger. But Lamont, if it was a knife, he's holding both of his hands up. If there's a knife in his hand, he's holding it up. He sure. was not charging. Yep. He was not attacking. When that man was shot, he was standing. So I watched that video several times. He was standing there with his hands up when he was shot. And killed. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's just something that, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we had a caller a few weeks ago or about a month ago that made this statement that if you believe this just started happening in America, you're sadly mistaken. Technology, Technology. has caught up with the behavior exactly. and the habitual behavior of officers across this country. So if you think, oh, my goodness, we just woke up in 2014, oh, my goodness, people are getting killed. They are being the true perpetrator and the, pro- the true killers. And what's actually happening versus what's being reported is what is now inescapable exactly. to those that uh, 
choose to uh, break the law and do the things that they're doing. That cell phone um, is one of a kind. It really, really is. And they can't hide it anymore because even when the sheriff personally was asked whether that's, uh, that video showed him with his hands up, the sheriff stated, we saw that. We saw that. You can't deny it. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I tell you what, the honeycomb patch, uh, when I tell you, is chiming in tonight. Uh, feels just like a regular here on AJC Radio, and that's what we like. Folks here, again, if you want to call in tonight as we get into get ready uh, shortly to get in the spotlight on Capitol Hill, uh, the number is 347-838-8976. That number again is 347-838-8976. If you happen to be listening online, uh, you may want to try going under Chrome, Google Chrome. Uh, uh, they say sometimes you get better results using that browser. So, uh, again, we'd love you to call in tonight and chime in on tonight's show, 347-838-8976. And we're going to get to one more bit of news before we go to break. Dennis, what else are we looking at in the news right now? Uh, we're looking at an a article called No Charges Against Officer in Washington Police Shooting. Uh, this is by uh, Chris Meister staff of uh, CBS AP and in this story supposedly uh, this cop got attacked by a uh, skateboard uh, yielding uh, teen and uh, or, or young man and he felt it necessary to use his uh, gun and so he ended up shooting two guys that were together but of course uh, there's no reports uh, is it, his word against theirs and I don't I, I think that's a no-win situation there no oh, absolutely and uh you know, uh, welcome to the judicial system and the process uh, uh, here in America. It's one of those things that uh, uh, just is not good. So, uh, folks, as, as we begin to uh, deal with these issues, uh, we ask that you remember uh, there are people in Congress and on Capitol Hill that have been put there for one reason, and that reason is to administer justice and legislation that protects the American people. Tonight we take a moment, and we're going to get into that, Lisa, as, as the juices begin to get flowing. Folks, uh, right now, I can tell you right now, in New York City, and Lisa, we're coming right back to you, 92 degrees, a little warm and humid out there. Los Angeles, it's 75, and in Colorado Springs, 79 degrees, a little overcast tonight. But I'll tell you what, the temperature in AJC Radio continues to climb. And uh, as we get ready to go down the road, that we take this journey, Lisa, we have every night. Uh, every Thursday night here on AJC yes. Radio, this is another journey. We endeavor to do our very best to bring honor to those that we, that you folks and and voters across this country went out and probably in Texas it wasn't a cold November night, and uh, perhaps you had a steak on the grill and went out and got something. But uh, yet, nevertheless, you went out and you voted for Senator Ted Cruz, and uh, there's a reason you did that. We're going to dig into why you did it because I believe it falls. It comes down to one thing. The American dream. That's right. And the vision of America. And I think, honestly, that is what we are looking at uh, tonight as we get ready to dig into this. And, Lisa, uh, as we get ready for this, what's going through your mind as we get ready to jump off the diving board, if you will, into about 30 feet of water and <laughs> swim to some depths uh, with, with, with Senator Ted Cruz? You know, Lamont, I'm just I'm looking over all the things that you've been doing. And the man's been in office for three years now. And he has uh, accomplished quite a bit. He's been working on so many different things in the short time that he's been there. I mean, a lot of people have been in Congress 10 years, haven't done this, haven't sure. done as much as he's, as he's been working to get done. And he seems like a man that's really uh, a fighter, 
he's got strong moral convictions and stands by those. And everybody doesn't do that. Most right. people are going to put aside what they think or what they believe and try to do the most politically correct thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good that he stands by his convictions, sure. his own personal moral beliefs and convictions, because everybody doesn't do that, but everybody should. Everybody should. And ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about it. You know, whether you're Democrat or Republican, Independent or Salvation Army, <laughs> whatever you fall under, I'll tell you what. One thing brings us together, and that's America. That's right. And America is a family, and whether you disagree or agree on either side of the aisle, I guarantee you you can find some good things happening out of either each side. Somebody is doing something, and AJC Radio is committed to showing that good, whether you're Republican, Democrat, and again, as the names I've just alluded, they got a little laughter. Uh, yeah, I don't is, think we've ever seen anybody from the Salvation Army. Uh, well, you know party. what? All they have to do is put it on the ballot. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's all they got to do. Uh, hey, I'm Salvation Army. We're a party. Uh, it's that simple. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hang on to your seats. Go out and grab some lemonade. Summer is coming to an end across the USA. It'll be hot chocolate shortly. Get the lemonade. Break out the punch. We're getting ready to take off on AJC Radio. Hold on to the seat, folks. We're coming right back. Tonight, spotlight on Capitol Hill. Senator Ted Cruz from Houston, Texas, making a difference in our nation's capital. Coming right back at you. Hang in there. Ladies and gentlemen, can I ask you a question? Did you know that there are over 2.4 million people behind bars in the United States. I'll ask you one more question. Were you aware that that is the highest number of people behind bars in the entire world? The United States makes up of only 5% of the world's population, but we have over 25% of the world's prison population. America prides itself on being the most advanced and progressive nation on earth. However, sadly, we are also the world's most archaic. I'm going to give you a personal invitation to get involved with the fight against mass incarceration. Take a few moments to call 1-855-529-4252. That is a just cause. And we fight for justice. Again, call the Just Calls today. Don't delay. Call 1-855-529-4252. It is time, and I say high time, that we take America's incarceration seriously. Won't you join us? Call today.
time to change the face of justice. Did you know that minority and youth participation in juries is extremely low to non-existent? The incidence of youth and minority offenders faced with trials have exploded. Youth and minorities are not being represented as they should be. We must represent for people to get fair trials. If you acquire a state ID or driver's license, it allows you to register to vote. And it allows you to become eligible for jury service. If you're 18, a U.S. citizen with a state ID or driver's license, and registered to vote, you're eligible to be called for jury duty. If called and selected, make it your duty to serve. We can't get justice without you. Change. 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 Change the face of justice. Check your local county or state jury service website for further details. And ladies and gentlemen of America, welcome back to AJC Radio, where you have arrived at a destination. They call that destination Spotlight on Capitol Hill. Well, tonight we go to the, from the state of Texas, we honor and spotlight Senator Ted Cruz, also presidential candidate for 2016. And I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Senator Ted Cruz is doing some things that Lisa, as we talked during the break, Dennis and Jeanette, uh, we understand that the foundation of which he builds his platform is God, family, and America. Now, those principles in America sometimes seem out of reach, and you don't find a lot of senators and Congress folks up there maybe taking the stand, as Lisa, you alluded to earlier, of the importance of that and in that order. Uh, again, there are things on both sides of the aisle that people are doing effectively, Lisa. And I, I, as, I, as I look into Senator Ted Cruz, we find a very devoted man to his wife, a very devoted man to his children, a man of great moral character, at least on what I have seen, and deep integrity. Yes. Uh, these are issues, ladies and gentlemen of America, if you have forgotten, and perhaps you were in school 50 years ago, And I'll tell you what, the principles that Senator Cruz alludes to, where he builds his platform on, is values and integrity. And and one thing he is not uh, shy to talk about is his faith. And uh, we're going to dig into this man tonight, and I'm I'm honored tonight to to shine the light on such a respectable uh, uh, man, Lisa, as we look into uh, a lot of the things that uh, he's doing. It says in 2012... Senator Ted Cruz was elected as the 34th U.S. Senator from Texas, a passionate fighter for limited government, economic growth, and the key point here, and the Constitution. That's right. Uh, Ted won a decisive victory in both the Republican primary and the general election, despite having never been elected to public office before. Now, if that doesn't tell you America is talking, Texas is talking, I don't know what else is going to tell you that, Lisa. Your thoughts? Absolutely. And another thing, Lamont, he is a minority. He's not just a regular American citizen. He didn't he wasn't he wasn't born here. Sure. And so you're dealing, you're looking at somebody who's come in and we we understand better than some the the struggles of 
minorities in this country. Sure. To come in and get something, get things done, and and get the support from the nation that you should have, regardless as to, of of your race. You should have that support if you're coming in trying to do something good for the nation. And we know from our own experience that it's not an easy thing when you're a minority getting your voice heard and being out there where people are listening to what you're saying and getting elected to an office such as this. Uh, actually, it's, I mean, just like you said, Lamont, after never being elected to a public office before, it came in and, and was elected uh, his first time out. Well, I think the, the, the important thing to that, Lisa, and to that point is, is that how many people go to Congress for a few years and begin and throw their hat into the presidential bid, if you will, for the president of the United States? Uh, that speaks volumes, and it speaks volumes of what he believes. Yes. Uh, we'll see how that pans out, what happens down the road. As uh, 2016 is election year, as we elect uh, a new president and, and power, a leader of the uh, free world uh, in, the, in the United States. And uh, we'll take a look how that goes. But I tell you what, what I see so far, uh, that's a pretty strong foundation Senator Cruz has. Jeanette? It's in his DNA. You know, his mother, his mother was the first in her family to go to college. She graduated from Rice University with a degree in mathematics and became a pioneering computer program in the 1950s. Now, that's saying a lot for a woman. Absolutely. And then his father was born in Cuba. He fought in the revolution, was imprisoned and tortured. He fled from Texas, so he came here, and then he didn't speak a word of English when he got here. But he washed dishes for 50 cents an hour, paid his way through the University of Texas, and started a small business. Now, that's where he, you see what I'm saying? Those Absolutely. roots are there. Absolutely. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can say what you want. And if you think a foundation or a heritage in family isn't important, uh, I, I have to educate you tonight that that just simply is not true. Uh, these are roots, as Jeanette alluded to, that that are embedded in, in individuals and character. Character is something that is built. Character is something that is, is, is formed. It, it is a growing thing that happens. And I'll tell you what, it's from the heart. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about uh, uh, Senator Cruz. Dennis, you had some thoughts on the senator tonight. Yeah, I, I truly I, I think he, he's really pushing for, toward, you know, equal, when it comes to the Constitution, everybody getting a fair share. Uh, as you look at our society today, it's so lopsided. Uh, you know, everybody's leaning away, uh, you know, from, from God, family, and, and, and all those good things that Ted Cruz is about. And I think what he's going to do if he gets if he gets in office uh, and where he's at now, he's trying to do his best uh, to, to to right, you know, America, get get America back on track when it comes to, you know, we we got to think about everybody's constitution, just not a few. No, absolutely. And uh, to, to Lisa's point, uh, Senator Cruz being, uh, uh, if I'm not uh, mistaken, his dad was Cuban uh, from Cuban descent. Uh, yeah. I can guarantee you, folks, if you take a trip to Cuba today. I can promise you it's not all paradise beaches and, and uh, margaritas. I can guarantee you that. There are some issues going on in, in other countries. Uh, and for his father, I heard him make the statement that his father came to the United States with $15 uh, pinned inside his underwear uh, when he got here. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, he worked hard, put himself through college on a $0.50 cent an hour job. Folks, for you folks out there that wonder if $20 an hour is enough, uh, take a trip back to Senator Cruz's family. 50 cents an hour 
How much does that come out to at the end of a day? Four, Research team? Four dollars. Four dollars a day? <laughs> My hat's off to the to the senator's father. Uh, how do you manage that? I mean, he ought to be in finance. Uh, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, $20 an hour. He was making $20 a week. And, uh, that's, that's awesome. And I think, like you said, this is what motivates him, his drive, his passion to make sure the American dream. There's a time in this country, at least when I was growing up, everybody believed in the American dream. Everybody believed, you know what? When I was in third grade, we had show and tell, and you had guys up there that, uh, Dennis, they wanted to be little police officers. Exactly. And I guarantee you, if you go into a classroom today, I don't think too many people want to be cops. Not at all. The, the, world, at all. the world has changed drastically. And uh, I think what, what, what Senator Cruz is trying to do is to get the spark going again in the hearts of Americans. That, you know what, I can achieve whatever that I exactly. want to achieve. Exactly. I can get the American dream. We have to get somebody in office. Uh, and that because, uh, you know, unfortunately, Barack Obama's time is, is running up. And if he could go another eight years, I'll be very honest with you. That's good, too. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it doesn't work that way in the American democracy. And we have to elect someone. Uh, and there's times in the country where times of change are necessary. Uh, and I believe that's why it was put in place that a president could not go longer than two terms. There's a reason for that. Uh, but so what we have to do is, is, is take a look at these candidates and say, who is offering the best vision for America? Exactly. Not only for America, Dennis, for my children, for their children, for the safety and the security of the United States. we got to be leaders in that fact. Exactly. Your thoughts on that as a veteran of the, of the armed, armed forces? Oh, it has to be like that. I mean, we have to have a country that's uh, willing to secure our borders, willing to uh, protect our people, willing to do whatever it takes to make sure the rest of the world knows that the United States of America... Is still the top dog. We're still number one when it comes to economy, taking care of people, and that, that's everybody. That's not just one group of people. That's all people, and that's what that's what I think Ted Cruz is going to do. Well, we talked about earlier about uh, the senator alluding to the American dream. Uh, senator Cruz had some things to say. I thought very positive things to say. Let's hear what he had to say about the American dream. And the Constitution, it serves, as Jefferson put it, as chains to bind the mischief of government. <laughs> and that, in turn, has produced a nation that has been the greatest engine of opportunity and prosperity the world has ever seen. There's been no other country in the history of the world that has allowed so many millions to come with nothing and achieve it. 58 years ago, my dad fled you. He was 18 years old and he couldn't speak anything. He'd been in prison, he'd been tortured and killed. When he came to America, he had just $100 sewn into his underwear. I don't know about you carrying money in your underwear. Somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> First job, first job, he worked full time, he was late in school. He got a job, and went up and ended up in a small business, working towards the American dream. Today, my dad's passed. My father's my hero. 
But I'll tell you what I find so, I'm so incredible about a story. I'm There you have it. Uh, wow. I mean, you know what? If, if, I mean, that sounds like a, a true American, Dennis. When you listen to him talk, he's talking from his heart. Truly he is. And, and I mean, it's wow. like, that kind of touched me right there. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, deep. And, and Lisa, when you, when you hear something like that uh, along those lines, he is talking about, for a man to say his father was his hero. Yes. But the tragedies that his father endured and the things that he suffered, and to say that uh, his father is his hero says a lot because it talks about the foundation of, uh, of, of, of what, where his heart is and right. what, he, what his platform is. That platform is about what he, uh, um, what he saw with his father. Exactly. Those are the things that matter. And his father suffered horribly. He was tortured. And, Tortured yep. and, 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 and those things. So when you, he turns around and says, you know what, after all of that, how can he not be motivated exactly. to run for president? How can he not be motivated to run for an office that what they said was the biggest upset in, in election history yeah. and establish himself on, in our nation's capital fighting for change? Exactly. It speaks to one thing, and that is the fact that it is important, the values that we have is what has to drive the, the next presidency. It has to drive Congress. It has my children, uh, his children, his great, great, whoever they are, that has to be a driving force. That's right, because without those values, I'm telling you, we're, we're, going, we're, we're about to have a great fall. No, without so question. We need somebody like that. Lisa? And, you know, everyone's values aren't the same. Everyone doesn't feel the same thing about everything. But if you have something that you feel strongly about and that you're very passionate about, then that should be the reason that you that that should be the reason that drives you to do anything that you're doing. It should be your 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 strong conviction and your strong passion toward whatever it is that is your driving force. We all have a driving force for something. We all have something driving us, whether it be going to work, whether it be just uh, getting up in the morning, taking care of your children, uh, taking care of your home, whatever it is. There's something inside you that drives you to do whatever it is that you do. Be it like I said, be it a stay-at-home mom. Just uh, a man uh, providing for his family, whatever the case may be, something is driving you to do what you do. And if you can't stand behind that and let that be the force, and I mean, and and like I said earlier, speak speak to that force. Let it be what drives you, and be proud of what drives you, because everyone has their own their own morals. Everyone has their own convictions, and those have to be what drive you. No, without question. And I'll tell you right now, uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, is one that. Uh, He's not ashamed to say what his values are. Uh, I, I believe that America at this point is needing a is needing or desiring truth. Yes. Uh, from its politicians, from its from the people that they elect into that office, they need to know you are there for the right reason. Right. Uh, Cruz, uh, Senator Cruz makes no 
he makes no bones about it, if you will. He doesn't try to cover and say, I need to come politically correct. Uh, that's not his position. And I'll tell you, uh, it sounds like he's very, very concerned about Dennis safeguarding the United States. Uh, I believe he has an act. Uh, it it uh, is the, and we're just going to go down some of these acts. It says the CISA Act, S-I-S-A Act, uh, the Sanctions Iran Safeguard America Act of 2015. And it amends the Iran Sanctions Act of 1996, Comprehensive Iran Sanctions, Accountability and Diversement Act of 2010, the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2012, the Iran Threat Reduction and Syria Human Rights Act of 2012, and Iran Freedom and Counter Proliferation Act of 2012 to eliminate authority to waive sanctions relating to transportation of weapons of Iran. This is these are these are not small uh, things that the senator is getting a hold of, Dennis, is it? Oh, not at all, not at all. In order to, you know, keep this country safe, uh, we we got to take some real hard stance. We we got to do some things that might not be popular, uh, you know, around the country. But if, if we don't take ISIS serious, if we don't take terrorists serious, uh, we're going to have some major problems. So we we, we got to. I'm looking at what he's talking about. And it's for real. We have to start not only sanctions, but we got to do some other things to make sure these other countries get the get the word that uh, we're, we're not playing. We're going to keep our borders safe. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, and Senator Cruz, uh, uh, Dennis, being an ex-veteran, uh, we t- we, it's in the news all the time, the threat, uh, Iran's nuclear threat. Uh, the big debate in, in Washington is the Iran deal going on right now. Exactly. Uh, I'll tell you right now what's critically important. Steps, this is how laws are made. And I think people have it misunderstood that the Democrats and the Republicans, I believe in in my heart sincerely, that those that have been elected to office were elected to bring change. Exactly. It is not something that we go into a room and we just flip over the book and say sign off on the uh, sign on the dotted line. It's not going to happen. It is going to be argument. It is going to be debate. It is going to be discussion. That is what makes America a democracy. Exactly. Now there are bills that have been passed. There are laws that have been passed. It is, I believe, at the hand and at the work ethic that we see with Senator Cruz to go against the odds, go right. against even being popular. That this is what I believe. Somebody has to say no. At the end of the day. If everybody says yes, we're going to have this country is not going to be well, worth anything. Somebody got to say no, I disagree. And then let's talk about our disagreement. And let's and find let's a resolution. Exactly. That's awesome, That's Dennis. People Jeanette. are afraid of controversy. He's not, he's not afraid to be controversial. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen... To make America great, some controversy had to happen. Absolutely. To make America great, presidents had to send our children into harm's way. To make America great took a president doing something that wasn't popular. And that folks are standing on the White House lawn outside the fence, hopefully, and they're protesting with signs saying, we don't believe in this and we don't believe in that. The value of a president and a leader, not only the president, if you think it stops at the feet of the president, it doesn't. It doesn't. It starts in the halls of Congress. Exactly. Because they have to be voted on. I don't care if you're Democrat. I don't care if you're Republican, Independent, whatever. You have to go into that chamber and say, I have something to say. That's and right. when you think about that, Lisa, as we 
man that gives you an American patriotic feeling to really say, man, what is going on in Washington? It is work being done. Yes, it is. It's work being done. And we have learned that from Spotlight on Capitol Hill. And I think Senator Cruz definitely goes towards that fact. I believe his whole purpose of speaking the truth and doing what he needs to do is about, you know what? I have a conviction. I'm going to stand on it. Now, everybody's not going to agree with you. That's right. But if I can't stand on what I believe when I go to that office that the American people put me in. Exactly. That's what I respect about Senator Cruz. Yes. And I have, Lisa, we've had an opportunity to meet with his staff uh, in Washington. And I'll tell you, the friendliest folks you ever meet, they'll give you a Dr. Pepper or or whatever they give you and some Starburst when you get into the office. But, uh, you know, just a nice feeling that, you know what, they believe in what Senator Cruz is doing. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you think voting and going out to the polls and sitting on your couch and just kicking back is going to make a difference, I can tell you right now, it's not. Senator Cruz's position is that we have to catch on to the vision, and that is how can we rebuild America to its greatness? How can we restore America to his greatness? Lisa? You know, I was looking at uh, some things that uh, Senator Cruz has, has done, and I'm looking at uh, one of the things they were saying that during his service as the Solicitor General in Texas, they achieved an unprecedented series of landmark national victories, including successfully defending the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, the constitutionality of the Texas Ten Commandments Monument, the constitutionality of the words under God in the Pledge of Allegiance, which wow. they're trying to remove. Can you believe that we try wow. to remove something like that? Good for you, Senator Ridiculous. Cruz. Yeah, go ahead, you. The constitutionality of Texas sexually violent predator civil commitment law and the Texas congressional re- re- redistricting plan. <laughs> Excuse me. You're good. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries. But he's the things that he's working on are things that are important to the nation. Absolutely. I mean, the thing that he, I mean, this is before he was a senator. This is when he was the Solicitor General for Texas. He's been working to do things for this country since long before he came to office. He's only been in this office for three years. He's been working for this country long before that. Yeah. Well, and we're going to get into that, Lisa, as we get ready to uh, shine the light even further on a senator by the name of Senator Ted Cruz, also presidential candidate for 2016, as he makes a run for Pennsylvania Avenue. I'll tell you right now, folks, this is something that uh, is interesting as as we get here. uh, This is something that gets better here on AJC Radio. Right now, it's almost 9 o'clock on the East Coast, and uh, I'll tell you what, school time comes early. You may have to tuck the kids in a little early tonight. Uh, Give them a little special treat tonight before they tuck it in and say, you know what, we're proud to be Americans, and uh, nothing better than a hot dog and America's apple pie is what they call it. Uh, Dennis, so... uh, why don't you get a treat for the kids? Tuck them in. Mom and Dad, come on back with us. Get a cup of cappuccino, a cup of coffee, or maybe a cup of hot chocolate marshmallows if you like. We're coming right back at you here on AJC Radio as we shine the spotlight on Capitol Hill on, a, on an extraordinary man and, I believe, a true leader in Senator Ted Cruz. We're coming right back at you. anyone who's been sent to prison who's innocent? The United States is experiencing record numbers of exonerations in cases where people were wrongfully convicted of crimes they did not commit. If you believe that no one should be sent to prison for crimes they didn't commit, 
there is something that you can do today. By remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation, you can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause at 855-529-4252 or visit a-justcause.com and click the donate button. A just cause is a 501c3. Wrongful convictions are wrong. Let's be the voice of those who can't speak from behind the wall. My name is Brian Banks. In 2002, I was wrongfully convicted of a crime I did not commit. I know you hear that a lot, but in my case, it's true. The California Innocence Project is a nonprofit clinic at California Western School of Law devoted to investigating and litigating cases where innocent people may have been wrongfully convicted. My name is Justin Brooks, and I'm director of the California Innocence Project. Since 1999, we've investigated thousands of cases. Where there's strong evidence of innocence, we go to court and we free our clients. Law students and law professors work together to seek justice in these cases. Over the past 14 years, we've been able to free many innocent clients. So if you or someone you know has been falsely convicted of a crime, or if you'd like to donate to our cause, then please contact the California Innocence Project at CaliforniaInnocenceProject.org. The California Innocence Project had my conviction reversed, gave me my life back, and helped me fulfill my dream of playing in the NFL. Please support the California Innocence Project and help bring home victims of an imperfect justice system. system. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Sparks. I'm Chase Crawford. Hey, what's up? It's Usher. Hi, I'm Rachel Dolphin. I'm Hayden Christensen. I'm Peyton Manning. Hey, we're Fall Out Boy. I'm Dude Archuleta. I'm Corbin Blue. I'm Kristen Bell. And we're the Jonas Brothers. Do something good for your community. Reuse bags and bottles and always recycle. Help us collect a million pounds of food. Helps people prepare for a natural disaster. Do something about homelessness. Anyone could be a rock star in their community. So then do something. Do something. Do something. Do something. Visit dosomething.org to find out how. If there were Jews who were torturing and murdering those who disagree with their faith in an effort to forcibly convert them, I and the other men and women gathered here would not hesitate to speak out and say that is a perversion of faith and it is wrong. But right now, those who are doing so all have a common thread and it is the radical Islamist theology political philosophy of Jehovah. What would be required militarily if the objective were to destroy, not to degrade, not to weaken, to destroy ISIS in 90 days? What would be required militarily? response from General Dempsey, I'm sorry, that is simply not possible. Now, my response was, okay. Perhaps that time frame is unrealistic. You tell me, from the military perspective, if the object is to destroy ISIS, what is required to do so? 
The response was, we cannot destroy ISIS until we change the underlying conditions on the ground that make young men in poverty susceptible to extremism. Now, there is a technical term for such things. It is nonsense. At the bar, it's a different technical term. But live-streamed in front of our friends in the media, nonsense is the term we will use. The solution to ISIS is not eradicating poverty throughout the Middle East. The solution to ISIS is not expanded Medicaid in Iraq. The solution to ISIS is to hunt down and kill the terrorist leaders. Well, there it is. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen of America, we have found ourselves in a situation where America continues to seek for an answer. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, Spotlight on Capitol Hill shines the light on Senator Ted Cruz. What you just heard was very clear. Hunt and kill and destroy ISIS. Now, folks, that may not sound politically correct, but as the heads of American citizens continue to be cut off and human beings cooked alive in cells and set on fire, I'll tell you what, Senator Cruz has it right. He's got it absolutely right. And I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is why Spotlight on Capitol Hill... We take a moment tonight to, re- to reflect on Senator Ted Cruz. And uh, Dennis, as, as a military soldier, as we alluded to, and we've honored to have uh, your presence here on this uh, uh, show tonight, I'll tell you right now, when you see a, an American pleading for his life and a non-American, an ally of America, in a cage set on fire by these extremists, why don't you tell me as a veteran, how right does Senator Ted Cruz have it? Well, he's got it right. I mean, we can't fight evil, that type of evil, with politeness. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, sanctions play a big part, but there's a lot of other things that we need to do. And, that, and like Ted Cruz said, we gotta, we, we got to make a statement. How do you make a right. statement? You put fear in their lives and you take the fear away from our people back here. That's right. Right now, America is in fear. They are, and if they if, if we don't start showing our, our 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 American people that the United States of America is truly still the greatest, the greatest, we have the greatest army in the world, and we could take on any force, any evil force, no matter what it is. But when you start taking their lives, and you start showing pictures of them being killed, believe me, the coin is going to start flipping. And it's going to start flipping toward America. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from a, and I'll have to tell you, uh, uh, Dennis, there's no uh, uniform in the back for you to suit up in uh, <laughs> to head over to fight ISIS. But I'll tell you what, that type of talk uh, is what motivates you that, you know what, America needs to take steps. And uh, no disrespect uh, that they're not doing that. Right. Uh, but uh, we're dealing with issues in America where, like you said, folks are scared right now. Right. And again, this election coming going forward, I mean, look, we're three months away from Christmas. Come on. I mean, time is moving. 
this election will probably be will, will go down in history as one of the most important elections, given the state of the United States exactly. right now. Senator Cruz, to me, is laying the foundation of how we proceed and how we go forward. We can't do nothing about yesterday. Right. We just can't get done. And then uh, it's too far behind. Senator Cruz makes one point. How do we bring back America's vision? And he goes into um, a position on a stronger and safer America. And uh, Senator Cruz uh, uh, basically believes that a safe, strong America safeguards freedom at home and across the globe. Uh, that's why uh, Senator Cruz has fought tirelessly to defend our nation's servicemen and women, to restore America's leadership in the world, and to secure our border and streamline our legal immigration system. Uh, Lisa, when you hear that, man, I'm telling you, he is, he sounds, Dennis, if I'm mistaken, but he sounds like a general uh, <laughs> positioning his troops. Exactly. Well, in America, we are the troops, aren't we? Exactly. Lisa, your thoughts on that? Yeah, this man, I mean, I'm telling you, this man, he, the job that he's doing, the things that he's pushing for, the way he's trying to protect our country, it's just, I mean, you can't help but agree, but stand with him on that. You just can't help but do it because he's taking the stand that I think is the best stand that, that can be taken. Sure. I don't. I mean, I can't. You can't argue with it. You can't come back and say, "Well, I disagree with this or that." I mean, what he's saying for anyone who is an American with any sense of morals and values, you you can't disagree with that. Well, you can't. And uh, there's a saying, you know, at the end of last year, there was a statement made about the most famous or the most uh, said phrases of 2014 or 2013. The phrase in 2014 was, it is what it is. <laughs> and uh, uh, we used that with no fear of uh, litigation for using the phrase because I didn't create it. But I'll tell you this right now. This is, I believe, is very important. And, and, and I, need, I need the American people to listen to this very carefully regarding Senator Cruz. Now, if you think congressmen and the White House do not fight, uh, you're living somewhere other than the United States of America. But I tell you what, Dennis, we made the point during break. That's where change happens. That's exactly true. You see what I mean? If, I, if we disagree and we can come together, Senator Cruz, and he has strong stands on a lot of things. And he disagrees with a lot of things, but it is his conviction. But listen, listen to what happens when you stand on what you believe. It says here that uh, Senator Cruz successfully pressured the Obama administration to lift its unprecedented FAA ban on flights to Israel after exposing the move as, in essence, an economic boycott of our strongest ally in the Middle East. The ban was lifted within 36 hours of Senator Cruz's actions. Now, now awesome. what does that tell you? That's a man of action right there. <laughs> now, he went into <laughs> to the president. See, that's why you can't get caught up with the, oh, we're on the right or we're on the left. That's right. True. Get in there. And this is what Senator Cruz did. Yep. He Got said, him. this is my belief and my conviction. 36 hours, he prompted the most powerful man of the free world to lift that ban. That's right. If Excellent that point. is not leadership, then I don't know what is. Right. If that is not setting aside politics and saying, look, you may not like me, Mr. President, when I leave your office. But that tells you, but that speaks to President Obama. Exactly. That's yes, it does. Come on, That's man. what it speaks to. That is American government. That is what the American people elected these officials to do. Go to, go to Washington and work together. Disagree? 
but make something happen. Make yes. things happen. That's what happened, man. That that's exciting, that's man. Right. Disagree to agree. That's awesome stuff. And I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen of America, if you can't tell the temperature is about 105 <laughs> in AJC Radio, I'm telling you it is. We are talking about a champion, controversy, anything positive brings con- is there's controversy there. It sure is. That's right. just the way it works. But I guess what? What I like about Senator Cruz, he takes it all because what drives him, not himself, not his ego. Nope. His conviction. His conviction and the future of America. We need that bombarded in Washington. We got to have that. And uh, that's, that's awesome stuff right there. And Dennis, he went into the fact, again, we talked about the, the ISIS situation, what his position, what his stand is. But he, then he wants to understand in his uh, convincing of the president the importance of Israel. Exactly. I mean, look at this. This is, this, is, this is a... Am I right? Strong. You're right. He's been a senator. He's been a senator for three years. Yeah. He is. How many people, rookie or junior congressman, go to the White House and say you need to listen, Mr. President? <laughs> Not many. Not many. Going, but it speaks to who he is, and that's what we're talking about here on Spotlight on Capitol Hill. Uh, and I'll tell you what. Uh, says here uh, also that uh, uh, he led the charge on a bipartisan resolution. Uh, passed by the Senate to condemn Hamas, use of civilians as human shields. Again, he's, these are not these are life and death situations. Exactly. Yep. These are human mankind convictions, not black, white, red. The human race. And he's, he was. It says there he was able to lead that charge. Again, this is a leader. Yeah. Right. That's what Senator Cruz is. Dennis, thoughts on that? And he also he championed the. Uh, Expatriate Terrorist Act to prevent Americans who joined ISIS from returning to the United States to commit acts of terror at home. Now that now that's strong. If you really look at it, uh, uh, most people would say, "Oh, you're going to stop Americans from coming back in?" Yes, we're going to stop them if they're going to kill other Americans. And I think that that took a lot of, of courage to put that out there and say, "Hey, we need to stop if these people want to leave their home country." Go join Hamas or ISIS and then think they're going to come back to the United States and wreak havoc on us? That's not going to happen. Stay over there with them. That's, That's right. right. Jeanette, your thoughts on when you hear these things about Senator Cruz, I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably in a sweat right now because I'm so hyped about this, the senator. Because we say this every week, and I, folks, you may not believe it, it gets better and better on Spotlight on Capitol Hill. Exactly. I think people have formed an opinion about our congressmen and those elected officials because we have allowed that to happen. That's right. The power of the microphone and a radio and whether it's TV speaks volumes. This this is information that is to let America all across the land and around the world let them know Congress is doing something. And it's high time we get behind these congressmen and support what they're doing and speak up because we are all in this together. Exactly. And you understand what I'm saying? We voted them in. That's critically important. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Senator Cruz uh, had a, uh, a, uh, a meeting and he was speaking about some things and I heard it yesterday. Uh, and I guess he talks about a few things and it's stuff basically on the, um, on the, on the campaign trail. Of course, he's 
stopping in these cities. He's stopping. He's talking to the American people uh, and making some uh, some differences uh, in regards uh, to, to what his vision is. And I think that's critically important. Let's hear what he had to say in New Hampshire this spring. Every one of us is going to come together and reignite the promise of America. We're going to get back to the country that every one of us was blessed to grow up in, a country where our kids will have a better life than we did and their kids will have a better life than they did. There are three simple steps to reigniting the promise of America. Number one, bringing back jobs and growth and opportunity. My number one priority in the U.S. Senate from day one has been economic growth. And we know how to do that. We do that through tax reform and regulatory reform. On tax reform, we need a simple flat tax so that every American can fill out his or her taxes on a postcard. And then we need to abolish the IRS. There are nearly 90,000 employees at the IRS. We need to padlock that building, take every one of them, and put them on our southern border. Now, to our friends in the media, I I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. But think about it for a second. Imagine you had traveled thousands of miles through the blazing sun. You swim across the Rio Grande. The first thing you see is 90,000 IRS agents. You'd turn around and go home, too. Well, there you have it. Uh, That is talking again about the American dream. What's important? But what I like, he is challenging one of the most powerful institutions in American history, and that is the IRS. 90,000 employees. Shut them down. And you know why? And, he, and we're going to go, he, he, we're going to go to something that he had to say uh, about the targeting that IRS was involved in. And uh, folks, I got so hyped up, uh, I alluded a, a, to a statement to our, our colleague, uh, Jeanette, and man, I was rolling, sweating, and... <laughs> and uh, here we go. Jeanette, if you remember what we were referencing about the senator, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. You were asking about the stand he was taking uh, as far as our country. And I love the fact that he um, holds the military at such high regard. And I think that's to be commended. You know, like or like or hate this guy, you got to respect him. And I, I really like his stand. I like that he's wanting a stronger, safer America. He's putting the veterans at at the top of the list of priorities, even when it comes to funding in the military. He's saying, you know what, I'd rather cut this over here so that these men aren't losing their jobs. I mean, that that says a lot because, you know, our military isn't always held in the highest regard that they should be for the job that they're doing. This country is going through a lot right now, and for that to be a priority, to make sure nobody's losing their jobs in a time like this, and after all that they have given and sacrificed for this country, that's awesome. Well, absolutely, and I'll tell you this, uh, you know, as football season gets ready to kick off, and I'll make this analogy, uh, Senator Cruz is from Texas, and they say that everything, champions and all, come out of Texas, Dennis, 
and that's including the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, uh, my understanding, Senator Cruz is a fan, uh, but I'll tell you right now, that is what comes out of Texas. We said tonight on the onset that uh, what's going on in Texas in a negative way, <laughs> this is what Senator Cruz can take, a, the, the pedigree, if you will, of Texas. What is it, Dennis, that's, uh, that's going on in Texas? I don't know, but I tell you, this, this Ted Cruz is something else. Uh, really, his stance, is, his, his outlook for military personnel, I'm telling you, that's awesome. Because right now, our military is, is as small as it's ever been, and it, it's still shrinking. So uh, in order to keep this country straight and keep our, keep our, our, our nation straight, we've we got to have a strong army and a strong military, and I, I think he's going to do that. And, I, and we talk about national security. Uh, he says here that uh, a strong national defense safeguards the interests of the United States and ensures that we preserve the blessings of liberty. And to that end, Senator Cruz has sponsored and introduced legislation to strengthen our, to strengthen our national security. It uh, says here that uh, in the summer of 2014, uh, Senate, uh, the Senate also passed Senator Cruz's rewards bill to seek information and find the Hamas terrorists who murdered, uh, I can't pronounce that, is it Nafatali uh, Franco, and ensure that justice is served in that. Uh, but he says here that, uh, uh, that Senator Cruz went the extra mile, Dennis, on that. And again, exactly. it goes back to the national security of the United States. Exactly. We'll say when there's something going on in America, it is a matter of national security. It is a matter that the, the terrorist um, colors, I think you will, or alert rises to orange, or you got red and orange and all these colors when it's at its highest. Uh, Senator Cruz strikes me as a, as a person that that's his number one priority because without the safety of America to, and its citizens, exactly. we cease to be a power on any level. Your thoughts on that, Dennis? And that's true. I mean, if we don't have a powerful uh, military, if we're not taking a, a, a real strong stance against our enemies and against those that disagree with, 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 with our philosophies, our way of living, those that want to take that from us, then we're going to have some problems. But I think with Senator Cruz, his stance on ISIS, his stance on strong, strong sanctions and actually, you know, actually going in and taking out ISIS, I, I tell you, if we can do that, believe me, this will be a safer world. Not only a safer United States, but a safer world. And I'll tell you, you know, Senator Cruz, there's no, you know, when, we go, when you go through some of the things that he, uh, he's, he's involved with, he talks about, we talked about this earlier about the American dream, uh, the idea that anyone through hard work and determination can achieve anything, uh, he says, is under assault like never before. Um, Obama, uh, uh, President Obama, as we said earlier, he went, he went in there, he was able to, uh, dealing, you know, in a bipartisan fashion exactly. to get things done. Uh, nobody said that going to Congress was going to be easy. Not at all. Uh, I can imagine, and I think Senator Hatch, we, we highlighted him a few weeks ago, uh, a couple weeks ago on this program, and he talked about the war on the Senate floor, on the House floor. He said, does it always have to be that? Right. But you got to be, you know, <laughs> on that floor, you got to be a warrior. You got to right. be a warrior. You got to be here, a warrior. Here's the good thing about it. When it, At the end of the day, when, when each side goes home, we're all Americans, we're Dennis, all as Americans. we said earlier. That's exactly. what we are. And uh, we got to believe that, that, that folks up there on Capitol Hill are, are stretching out and trying their best uh, to, to bring some stability to this nation. Uh, that, that goes 
as many years back as as liberty in this country goes. That's true. Uh, so those are things that uh, we definitely have to uh, definitely pay close attention to. So uh, the senator seems to be. Uh, I mean, we could do another show, Lisa, if we wanted to, uh, on Senator Cruz because sure he is involved in so many things. Uh, and we're going to uh, get into the committees Senator Cruz is a part of. Uh, and you know what? What strikes me more than anything is the length of time he has been in Congress. Yes. And all that he, and all that he has done in that length of time. That's that's what's amazing. I, I'm flipping through papers and pages and pages. I'm like, this senator is busy. Well, and and I think that's what it pulls down to. And I think I sincerely believe. And ladies and gentlemen of America. No matter what you think, uh, Jeanette alluded to the point, it doesn't matter what side you're on. This is all American. You know, this is patriotic. This is what America is about. And uh, I'll tell you what, when tragedy hits this country, uh, you don't see parties. Oh, not at all. You don't see when 9-11, and we're going to be visiting that uh, here shortly as we remember that, uh, Dennis, uh, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter what color you are, what co- what city you live in, what football team you like. It doesn't matter. Oh, wow. <laughs> One thing matters, and that's this. This is America, and we're family. Ladies and gentlemen of America, right now I'm sure the kids are tucked in. It's uh, 9.15 on the East Coast. And, uh, folks, we're uh, getting close as the energy at AJC Radio has not diminished one bit. Not as bit. we have took a moment tonight to shine the light. On Senator Ted Cruz, a champion on the steps of our nation's capital. We're coming right back with you. Grab a cup of coffee, maybe a piece of coffee cake or a chocolate chip cookie. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Sit back and and, and close your evening out with us tonight. We're happy you're a part of it. We're coming back. Spotlight on Capitol Hill, the Senator Ted Cruz. We honor him tonight. We're coming right back at you. That coffee cake. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are all courtesy of the heroic men and women of the United States military. They give so much, and they ask so little. I'm Joe Bontanian. I'm Jack Scalia. I'm Nick Searcy. I'm Bonnie Jo Laughlin. I'm Scott Elrod. Please help me thank our heroes by doing something. Donate your time, talent, or gifts to groups and organizations devoted to our troops and their families. Visit a veteran's hospital. A smile, a hug, a shoulder, a handshake, or even an attentive ear goes a long, long way. Quite simply, give. They'll sincerely appreciate it. And it just might do wonders for you, too. Remember, freedom isn't free. Freedom isn't free. Freedom isn't free. Get involved. Give back now. God bless America. Prisons of America for nonviolent offenses. That's why I'm asking you to join the American Civil Liberties Union and help us in the fight to end mass incarceration. We spend over $80 billion a year incarcerating people. Alternatives to prison, like community service, drug treatment, and rehabilitation. Less and do 
Not only does texting while driving significantly reduce your reaction time, but you are also 10% more likely to leave your lane. This commercial was 30 seconds. That's all it takes to avoid a senseless tragedy. Ladies and gentlemen of America, you have again reached your destination, Spotlight on Capitol Hill. And I'll tell you right now, folks, uh, if you think the temperature is a little warm on the East Coast, well, I got news for you here in Colorado, in AJC Radio, we need some air conditioning and some fans, because I'll tell you right now, Dennis, the, the heat is rising as we have shined the light on a senator uh, in a in a three year period, Lisa, is that correct? That's right. That has made some milestones and some steps that some senior members of Congress have yet to achieve. That's yeah. true. Now you'll have those that disagree, but AJC Radio is about speaking what we believe. And I'll tell you right now, Senator Ted Cruz, our hats off to you for your dedication and your service given to the United States of America and the U.S. United States Congress. And uh, Lisa, as we've been talking about Senator Cruz in regards to uh, his uh, purpose to take a stand, to speak his conviction, um, that gives you a good feeling as an American. It? it does, it does. Because, I mean, we all have convictions, and uh, some of us some of us actually stand on them, some of us don't. Some, but some of us will roll over them and do whatever the... The crowd is doing, go with whatever everyone else is doing so they can just sort of not stand out. But then you've got people like uh, Senator Ted Cruz who's saying, hey, what I believe is what I believe, and that's what I'm going to stand on. And all Americans need to stand on on their beliefs. We all need to stand up for what we believe in. Well, And that's the truth. And I I believe, uh, Dennis, we talked earlier in regards to to America not wanting to look in the mirror. We've heard that statement over the last several months in this country – uh, that these are things we simply don't want to do. Uh, because when you look in the mirror and look at the state of the United States uh, and of America, it, like you said earlier, there is fear. Uh, where is America going? What changes the course for America? Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Dennis? I think somebody like uh, Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, I think that's going to be pivotal in how, how America, how we're moving and where we're going how that's going to change because it right now, like you said, like, like you were saying, if you if we don't look and we don't look at America and look at ourselves and say, okay, what is going on? Why are we having? Why is this going on? Why is why is this happening? Until we actually face it, like Ted uh, Senator Ted Cruz is doing, and, and start saying, okay, I disagree, I disagree, I disagree. Nothing's going to happen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's out there tonight. We've seen some polls uh, in the Republican field, if you will. Mr. Cruz uh, needs some help, some support. Uh, Mr. Cruz is doing some things, and uh, we're hoping that some of this shifts that because I believe that's true leadership. And uh, these are things we got to pay attention to. He, ta- he made a statement uh, in regards to decorum. Uh, Senator Orrin Hatch made a statement on the Senate floor talking about the need for decorum, the need for respect. Senator Cruz has something to say about that. Let's see what he had to say. Mr. 
President, I thank the senior senator from Utah for an excellent speech. And I entirely agree with his call for civility and decorum and respect. No member of this body should engage in ad hominem attacks directed at any other member of this body, be they a Republican or be they a Democrat. At the same time, I would note that it is entirely consistent with decorum and with the nature of this body traditionally as the world's greatest deliberative body to speak the truth. Speaking the truth about action is entirely consistent with civility. Indeed, in a quote often attributed falsely to George Orwell, the sentiment has been expressed thusly. In a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. I would make four, I would make four points. Three points. First of, all, First of all, on Friday I gave an unusual speech, a speech unlike any I have given in this chamber. It was not a speech I was happy to give. It is a speech to which the senior senator from Utah is responding. I would note that in the course of that speech, I described an explicit promise the majority leader had made to me and to all 53 Republican senators. Neither the majority leader nor the senator from Utah nor the senator from Tennessee has disputed that the majority leader in front of every Republican senator made that promise, looking me in the eyes, namely that there was no deal on the Export-Import Bank, that its proponents could offer it in the regular order and there would be no special preferences whatsoever. whatsoever. We saw on we Friday that promise that's was false. And I'll tell you this, uh, and, and this note, what a great deal of respect do I have for Senator Ted Cruz. Absolutely. It says here that, as you know, that uh, in, in private practice in Houston, Texas, Senator Cruz spent five years as a partner of one of the nation's largest law firms, which he led the firm's U.S. Supreme Court and national appellate litigation practice. Senator Cruz has authored more than 80 U.S. Supreme Court briefs and argued 43 oral arguments, including nine before the United States Supreme Court. During Senator Cruz's service as Solicitor General, Texas achieved an unprecedented series of landmark national victories, including successfully defending U.S. sovereignty against the U.N. and the World Court in Medellin, D. Texas, the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, the constitutionality, Lisa, you alluded to, of the Texas Ten Commandments Monument, the constitutionality of the words under God that Lisa alluded to early in the Pledge of Allegiance, and what she stated, the Texas Congressional Redistricting Plan, states here that the National Law Journal has called Senator Cruz a key voice to whom the U.S. Supreme Court justices listen. Senator Cruz has been named by the American Lawyer Magazine as one of the 50 best litigators under 45 in America. By the National Law Journal as one of the 50 most influential minority lawyers in America. And by Texas Lawyer as one of the 25 greatest Texas lawyers of the past quarter century. Wow. He uh, goes further to say prior to becoming Solicitor General, he served as the director of the Office of Policy Planning at the Federal Trade Commission as Associate Deputy Attorney General at the United Department of Justice, the United States Department of Justice, and as Domestic Policy Advisor on the 2000 Bush-Cheney campaign, 
Senator Cruz graduated with honors from Princeton University and with high honors from Harvard Law School. He served as a law clerk to Chief Justice Williams Rehnquist on the United States Supreme Court. He was the first Hispanic ever to clerk for the Chief Justice of the United States. And as a family man, Senator Cruz uh, and his wife Heidi live in his hometown of Houston, Texas with their two young daughters, Caroline and Catherine. If that doesn't sound like a storybook, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed right now, Dennis. It is just awesome. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, in that clip, he said, truth is, an, is a revolutionary act. That's, think about that. That If you really think about that statement, should, should truth ever have to take that type of uh, action to, in order to be heard or to be... Uh, abided by well i'll tell you this what we have found in america and the thoughts of our citizens is this that congress people don't tell the truth politicians are not really truthful ladies and gentlemen tonight senator ted cruz has abolished that thought process and i think dennis to your point When he says truth is a revolutionary act, it tells you nothing less than truth will bring change. There you go. And that's whether you're on the good side of it. If you really don't like it, doesn't matter. That's not what he's talking about. That's right. He said it is a revolutionary act, but it brings change. Exactly. If you know anything about a revolution, that is a... Century change, a lifetime change, a lifestyle change is what he alluded to truth does. So he says, we agree with the senator about decorum, but we will not sacrifice truth. Can you imagine that for that? I I think it's a sad, sad thing. I mean, everything, what he said was absolutely true. I think it's sad what our country has come to, that truth has become a revolutionary thing. But it should be common. Is it what should you're be saying. a common thing. It shouldn't be some strange foreign thing that nobody ever hears or sees anymore. That is absurd. That's true. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you felt the chills run up your back, uh, it's due to one thing. America's foundation from the beginning, our forefathers, was about truth. Was about truth. The Constitution of the United States, which... They, they say that Senator Cruz is an advocate for the Constitution. The Constitution is the thing that protects, is supposed to protect our rights, our freedoms, our liberties, and justice for all of us. And he made the statement uh, in one clip, give me liberty or give me death. He quoted that famous quote. It's time. It is time for the battle. And... Ladies and gentlemen, as America stands on the, or at the crossroad of change, we find ourselves lingering towards a leader by the name of Senator Ted Cruz, who is enlightening and igniting a fire across the United States when it comes to the necessary need uh, for truth. This is very important. And I'll tell you what, 
This is what is going to turn America around. And when we get done, you know, we used to, I used to hear this statement all the time. You know, people, somebody gets told the truth and they're mad and they're jumping up and down and they're saying, I don't know. Well, stop for a moment and listen to what he has to say. And you come to the conclusion when you're done with the emotion of not liking it necessarily, is what Senator Cruz saying true? That's the question. Right, right. Is that is true? the, and you know what? That is what crosses, uh, by that crosses political lines. And that's where you'll have in some bills in Congress, you'll have Democrats on and in Republicans. You'll have both of them saying, you know what? We just can't argue with this point. Senator Cruz brings to the table, and we, it remains to be seen whether that table will be at Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> but he brings to the table as a leader in Congress the foundation to restore Americans. That's true. That's what it is. Now, we ask for the answers. What's wrong with America? What's going on with the justice system? What? There's no truth. It's about truth. Yeah. Yep. And and the, the admiration I have for Senator Cruz, he stepped across the line in respect yes. to the body in Congress. Very respectful in what he That's said. Right. But it didn't change the fact he stood on his principle. That's mm-hmm. right. If that's not priceless in today's America and for tomorrow's America, then I don't know what is. Jeanette? Lamont, he 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 goes hard, if that makes sense. That's kind of a slang, I think. But whatever he does, he does it with all his might. Like, now, he used his, his um, talent for good. You were talking about his um, law background. Did you know that he represented more than 3 million veterans before the U.S. Supreme Court defending the constitutionality of the Mojave Desert Veterans Memorial? Along with co-counsel um, of the Liberty Institute, he he also made it possible for all of these things to, to, to happen. He ended up with the Supreme Court in 2010 handing down a five to four decision in favor of those veterans that he represents. I mean, that that's, that speaks volumes. I mean, he, he takes his, his gift and he uses it for our country. I mean, this is not somebody using the law to put people away. He's using it for the good of the country, for the good of the veterans, for the good of the military. Again, that's just that's just awesome. No, without question. And, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen of America, we could go on and on. And the accolades continue to roll for a senator that it is hard to believe took office in 2012. <laughs> uh, I'm still at a loss on that one. Uh, and for what he is doing and the courage um, uh, that he has, uh, I mean, Dennis, it, it leaves you at a, at, at a loss. And we say this, it's amazing how many good things are going on on Capitol Hill. As we dig into spotlight on Capitol Hill, what have we, what have we uncovered? It, it looks like what we're doing here is we're uncovering the truth. Uh, there's a lot of things out there about the different con- congressmen that, you know, we have spotlighted on this show. But in the, on this show, we're getting deep and we're, we're really showing America that our congressmen are really out there working hard to make a difference in this country. And, and, I, and I think, you know, I think some folks owe Congress an apology. Uh, 
I mean, sincerely, they talk about all the time the approval rating of Congress being at an all-time low, 9%, 6%, 7%. I think they're uninformed. They're uh, badly uninformed. And uh, I think IJC Radio speaks to that. We go where he speaks a little bit. Bill to amend the United States Code, uh, Bill S, uh, Senate 2066, um, is a bill he sponsors to prohibit the intentional discrimination of a person or organization by an employee of the Internal Revenue Service. If you want to know what that is, that's the IRS. It is to amend the Federal Criminal Code to impose a fine or prison term of 10 years, up to 10 years, on any officer or employee of the Internal Revenue Service who willfully acts with the intent to injure, oppress, threaten, intimidate, or single out and subject to undue scrutiny for purposes of harassment, any person or organization in any state. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Congressman had something to say about that and the targeting of the IRS. Let's see what he had to say. We are here today convening this hearing for two unfortunate reasons. The main reason we are here is because we have a broken tax system in this country. Our income tax system today, embodied in the IRS, hurts the American dream. It takes money out of the pockets of hardworking Americans. It reduces their take-home pay. It stifles economic growth. It keeps small businesses from becoming big businesses. And it's created a labyrinth of credits and deductions that empowers politicians at the expense of hardworking Americans. The other reason we are here is because with the exponential growth of the tax code, with the unbelievable complexity of our current tax system, we've seen the creation of an end of it. No longer serving the interest of the the American people. The IRS has been considered the American people to be an abusive agency for so long. For many Americans, it's become the embodiment of what's wrong with government and what's wrong with Washington. As it has metastasized over the decades, taking more and more out of the pockets of hard-working taxpayers, the IRS has become more and more powerful. There were few things more terrifying to an American citizen than the IRS come knocking at your door. In the last six and a half years, it's taken an even darker turn. Students of history are well aware that Richard Nixon attempted to use the IRS to target his political enemies. That was wrong. It was an abuse of power, and it is to the credit of the professionals at the IRS that they refused President Nixon's demands that the IRS be turned into a political weapon. Although the American people had a right to be angry, many months have passed. 
Years have passed, passed. And not one and not single person, single person has been indicted. Years have passed. And many of the victims of illegal targeting have yet to be interviewed. Now, some might think that is curious. If the President of the United States was telling the truth when he said he was angry, one would expect action from prosecutors. Well, I, all I can say on that is wow. Wow. <laughs> say it again, Senator Cruz. <laughs> you know what? Wow. This is a senator. Three years at his desk. Yes. And he is challenging the largest uh, branch of government in the history of the United States, which has 90,000 federal employees. <laughs> and you don't hear any hesitation. Oh, no. No. From Senator Cruz. I oh, like what I'm hearing. Ladies and gentlemen of America, if you don't have your flag <laughs> out right now, I tell you, if, if they're under little Johnny's pillow, you're going to have to wake them. Because America patriotic spirit is sweeping America tonight on AJC Radio. <laughs> and this is about change. Jeanette, your thoughts? Oh, my God. I love it. I love this. I had to chime in on this because nobody likes a coward. And it absolutely took backbone to say what he said. I mean, for so long, the IRS has used fear and intimidation against the American people. And never have I heard a politician speak like that against the IRS and just say it like it is. It needed to be said. Well, ladies and gentlemen of America, right now it is 20 minutes till 10 on the East Coast. In New York City, across the country right now, 20 minutes till 7 in California, sunny L.A., but tonight, we have emerged on the steps of our nation's capital to a legend, a leader. How does a legend become a legend in three years? <laughs> it happens one way, and that is action. And as Senator Cruz alluded to, a four-letter word, I believe it's four letters, four letters, or five. Five. Five letters. <laughs> Truth. 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 And that's what's missing in the land today. And Senator Cruz is an advocate for truth and change, we come back here on AJC Radio to continue Spotlight on Capitol Hill with Senator Ted Cruz making a difference and an imprint in the hearts of Americans all across the land. We're coming right back at you here on AJC Radio. Hang on to your seats. racial composition of the prison population in the United States is very different from the population at large. If people are worried about inequality in America today, I think this deserves more attention in the discussion. Racial inequality in the criminal justice system gets ignored because it doesn't affect most people. In 2010, over 1.6 million people were in state and federal prisons within the United States. So 497 out of every 100,000 Americans were in jail about half of 
less than 1%. That doesn't seem very large, but when you separate that population by race, you recognize that the personal effects of the criminal justice system are very unequally shared throughout our societies. Whites make up 64% of the total population, but only 31% of the incarcerated population. Blacks represent 14% of society, but 36% of the prison population. Hispanics are 16% of America, but 24% of the American prison population. Less than one in 100 Americans are currently in jail, but for some races, genders, and age groups, that ratio is a lot larger. For example, if you're young, black, and male, closer to about one in four. That means you'd have a higher probability of going to jail than of getting married or going to college. These results are unequal and problematic as poor black communities lack so many of their members. But what can be done? The causes of this trend are undoubtedly complicated and multi-causal. But there is reason to suggest that part of the blame is our criminal justice system itself in the ways police officers enforce laws, in the ways that laws are written and prosecuted, and more. In many cases, it is not overt racism by individual actors. Many police officers, prosecutors, and judges are undoubtedly trying to be fair and trying to do the right thing. But economics can explain how unequal enforcement of the criminal law happens anyway. This is because the political and bureaucratic structure of the criminal justice system creates perverse incentives. The formal laws surrounding drug prohibition, for example, are written as if to be colorblind. But people with different levels of wealth face different costs and benefits to participating in the drug trade. Different groups consume different drugs at different rates. And lastly, those groups are politically represented in very different quantities. Thus, they are arrested and incarcerated at very different rates. How could minority groups hope to use the political process to fix inequality when they are systematically over-incarcerated and disenfranchised. Despite noble intentions, politics often does not affect the basic incentives of costs and benefits faced by political or citizen actors. We might need a new approach to social change if we are going to address these problems. We definitely need more study into the causes of inequality, and we should admit that radical changes might be both necessary and preferable to the status quo. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hear that music, <laughs> man, something's popping off in Texas. And, uh, well, what is it? You ask, it's not J.R. Ewing. <laughs> Senator Ted Cruz out of Houston, Texas, making a difference uh, as we shine the light on Spotlight on Capitol Hill, honoring and reflecting on the positions and the legislation and the passions and the future for America Given by Senator Ted Cruz, I'm Lamar Banks, along with Dennis Merritt, Lisa Stewart, and Jeanette Williams, and all the AJC radio team. Folks, uh, it has been electrifying in this studio tonight as we have 
saw and began to observe some things here, Dennis, as your smiles all over your face. You know, when 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 you have discussion like that that leaves you grinning on your way home, uh, man, what does that do for you tonight as you get ready to head towards the house? Oh, it's awesome. We're talking about truth. And whenever I talk about truth, I love it. And, and we're talking about somebody that's really pushing truth. I mean, yeah. let's let's tell it like it is. Let's say it like it is. Uh, you know, not everybody's going to receive it. But I tell you, in the end, truth always wins. Absolutely. Lisa, your thoughts tonight is, you know, I say this, Lisa's a mother, and uh, Jeanette uh, is also a mother. Uh, when you talk about a leader that will be in the world uh, that your children will begin to observe in Congress or the White House or wherever their endeavors may take them, uh, how encouraged are you that uh, – uh, your kids will see something in, that we've seen tonight in Senator Cruz, and we'll look back, you know, and say, "Wow, man, what an accomplishment!" As we've done for many exactly. members of Congress. How does that make you feel as a mother, Jeanette? I love it. I love it because you know what? You cannot lead without conviction. Absolutely. If you if you don't have conviction, you're not a leader. Go have a seat. Absolutely. But you know what? He is he's he's doing a good job. Like I said, love him or hate him. You gotta respect them. You gotta respect them, and we've heard that a thousand times. Whether it's in the Sopranos, uh, the movies (laughs) in Hollywood, you don't have to like me, but you're gonna respect me. And uh, I quote Tony Soprano on that one uh, on the HBO series. And I'll tell you, true words with that, Jeanette. Lisa, your thoughts as we have, man, uh, the mood's high in here tonight. It sure is, Lamont. We've got. We're looking at a man who is trying to lead this country in the way it needs to go. And I just have to say this one little statement that I saw uh, in his bio. It says, Ted Cruz spent a lifetime fighting to defend the Constitution, our nation's founding document, and the supreme law of the land, which was crafted by our founding fathers to act as chains to bind the mischief of government and to protect the liberties endowed to us by our creator. Wow. Yes. Well, there is it, no one greater. Wow. If a, a man who stands behind that right there, Sure. I can't help but support you on that. Well you, well, you can't, because I'll tell you what, it's going to take some help from the Creator. Uh, people can say what they want to say about that. Uh, it's going to take some some help. And uh, you know what? So every I've heard from politicians, whether you're Democrat or Republican, make the statement, uh, you know what? I pray. Uh, this thing is bigger than us. That's right. we got to understand that. And uh, Senator Ted Cruz has has brought, I believe, tonight us back to reality if we had left at one time to recognize the need of each other, uh, the need of working together as Americans and uh, uh, protecting the rights and, and the and the, uh, the afforded rights given by our Creator. Uh, our, our, our forefathers yeah. didn't get it wrong. No, absolutely uh, not. I mean, they did not get it wrong. When they wrote that Constitution, uh, God had a play in it. So I'm telling you, uh, that Constitution, it's not broke. The only way it's broke is when we, we, we deter from it, when we change it, when we add our little, you know, flavor to it. That That's what our Constitution begins to uh, not do the things that it was meant to do. Well, ladies and gentlemen of America, I'm going to ask that you get behind Senator Ted Cruz as he seeks the office of the presidency of the United States of America. Uh, you know, when you have somebody that comes with this type of moral compass, uh, that's what we need in the White House. Uh, and again, you may disagree or agree with that. Um, get behind your senator. Folks down there in Texas, 
Get behind Senator Cruz and folks outside of Texas, all over the United States that may have tuned in uh, to this program tonight. If you didn't know much about the candidate, you know something about him now. And uh, it would be a good idea to, um, uh, to, to get behind Senator Cruz. He's doing some great things down there, Dennis. And we talked about his protection, his, his support for veterans, his support for, for, for children, his support for education, his for support life. for life. And yes. uh, establishing these uh, rules, I'm sure his daughters are in mind as he sits behind the desk in Congress, as he writes legislation, as he fights for legislation. Uh, you can't help that his two precious daughters are not in his mind along with his beautiful wife. Uh, so I'm sure uh, that these things are motivating factors, uh, as they should all be, family. Uh, and that's very, very important in this country right now, uh, even when we allude to the fact him speaking against the IRS. That right. Those are things that are going to affect his children. Yes. Uh, when we talk about ISIS and the threat of the national security of the United States, that is to protect his children, yes. their yes. children. Uh, we said this before last week on the program. If congressmen are, and women are not motivated... By the children of, of America, the future of America, then we've lost it. Well, we've, got we, we, we've lost our way. And I'll say this right now. Senator Cruz, I believe, Lisa, as we went down his disgust for the actions of the IRS, I oh, yeah. guarantee you uh, we intend to go forward with contacting uh, Senator Cruz in regards to the IRP6 situation, the abuse that took place with Colorado Springs Fellowship Church, Pastor Rose Banks, the assault by the IRS and the yes. illegal activity uh, by the IRS, I can guarantee you right now, uh, we don't have to worry about Senator Cruz not taking a stand on that issue. We intend to, uh, and uh, Senator Cruz, if you're listening tonight, uh, we will be sending some information to you on a tragic horror story, if you yes. will, yes. that took place regarding the IRP-6, and uh, we'll go to that now. Uh, IRP-6 or six IT professionals wrongfully convicted uh, wrongfully uh, prosecuted, wrongfully raided, uh, every violation of law you can think of by these uh, precious men, patriots of America, uh, and civil rights violated. And the IRS crossed the line of law. The prosecutor crossed the line of law. The judge crossed the line of law. I got a strange feeling, Lisa, he's not going to be too happy uh, as far as that goes. And we intend to pursue justice. Uh, through uh, Senator Cruz's uh, office. So, uh, Lisa, let's go ahead and go down to the perpetrator. Just before we go on to that, ladies and gentlemen, join us every week here on AJC Radio for Spotlight on Capitol Hill, uh, where we highlight the members of Congress that you've elected to office, and we shine the light in a positive way. But as we go to that, and we know that Senator Cruz is about justice and judicial reform and making a difference, uh, we now go to the perpetrators of justice, those that are responsible for the wrongful incarceration of the IRP-6. Lisa, who are they? We have U.S. Attorney John Walsh, Assistant U.S. Attorney Matthew Kirsch, Assistant U.S. Attorney Sunita Hazra, Attorney Greg Goldberg, Federal Judge Christine Arguello, Appellate Judge Jerome Holmes, Appellate Judge Bobby Baldock, Appellate Judge Harris Hart, Federal Judge R. Brooke Jackson, Magistrate Judge Craig Schaefer, Court reporter Darlene Martinez, FBI agent John Smith, FBI agent Robert Moen, former federal agent John Epke, former federal agent Gary Hilberry, attorney, attorney Thomas Goodread, attorney Clifford Barnard, attorney, I'm sorry, attorney Thomas Richard, attorney Robert Berger, attorney Mitchell Baker, attorney Boston Stanton Jr., attorney Rick Kornfeld, attorney Mark Garrigo, 
and Susan Holland of ETI Professional Services. Uh, thank you, Lisa, for that. If you're wondering who those names are, perpetrators of justice, those that are responsible for the wrongful conviction of six patriots of America, and those patriots are David Banks, Dave Zapolo, Kendrick Barnes, Clint Stewart, Demetrius Harper, Gary Walker, and uh, to the, any folks part of the president, president's team on clemency, we ask that you look deeply uh, to the Our Plea Goes Out to You Tonight to review their clemency applications with very sincere uh, consideration. For these men are wrongfully convicted, and a miscarriage of justice took place here, and our thoughts and prayers are with them. Feel free to join us each and every week, Tuesday and Thursdays, here on AJCRadio.com. Uh, for uh, Agency Radio, but Thursday, Spotlight on Capitol Hill. And next Thursday will be no exception as we shine the light on the, um, on the members of Congress and those that are, are doing some things uh, across the country in a very positive way. Feel free, ladies and gentlemen, to go to freetheirp6.org. That's freetheirp6.org for further information about the miscarriage of justice that took place there. And uh, if, you lay, if you folks want to know more about that, you can also go to a-justcalls.com. That's a-justcalls.com. And for archives of this program, feel free to go to ajcradio.com, and you can actually listen to all the spotlights that we have done uh, on AJC Radio, including the, the very memorable one, Lisa, of Congressman Charles Rangel. Oh, absolutely. Uh, who gave us an interview on his 85th birthday. And uh, tonight has been a special night as we have... Look down uh, to the hills. I don't know if hills are in Texas, but the dirt road <laughs> of Texas, where we have honored a man tonight that has blown us away, uh, and that yes, is Senator has. Ted Cruz, presidential candidate. Get out there and support him. Uh, he needs your support. Uh, get out there and support him, uh, because this is a man, Dennis, that's going somewhere. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you tonight. Uh, and as we close out tonight, remember one thing. AJC Radio is in search for justice, bringing the message of justice all around the world. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time, stay safe. Do you solemnly swear that you will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that you will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that you will take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which you are about to enter, so help you God. Congratulations, you're now members of the 114th Congress. The incredible opportunity of the American dream. What has enabled millions of people from all over the world to come to America with nothing and to achieve anything. And the American exceptionalism that has made this nation a clarion voice for freedom in the world, a shining city on a hill. That's the promise of America. That is what makes this nation an indispensable nation, a unique nation in the history of the world. And yet so many fear that that promise is today unattainable. So many fear it is slipping away from our from our hands. I want to talk to you this morning about reigniting the promise of America. 
140 years ago on this very day, a 38-year-old lawyer, Patrick Henry, stood up just 100 miles from here in Richmond, Virginia, and said, give me liberty or give me death. I believe in you. I believe in the power of millions of courageous conservatives rising up to reignite the promise of America. And that is why today I'm announcing that I'm running for President of the United States.